Blog Talk Radio. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Hope this beat got your head nodding. It's not your head Wednesday. Uh. You checking for hip-hop or checking for R&B? Not your head Wednesday, got the fix you need. No matter the genre, they play the latest and the greatest. These plates showing love to all the independents. Middle finger the industry declaring independence. Word to the prodigal son, logical one. Bringing dope in the views, honest reviews. Arsene and Amber, always keep the fellas tone. Helping us understand a real woman's point of view. Word to the people for intelligent rhetoric. They keep us in the loop, but what's current in the news? Wednesday Days of seven, tune in and relax. If you ain't in the crib, tune from the app. Six stay lock on the Wednesday night. Set a boards L1, it's time to go live. Started at the bottom, now we on top. Haters act foul, but I can see him on the fly. Got the means, got the watch, got the loop, got the watch. Someone's chat in my pocket, got my jeans about to pop. Fasting all day, dog, the flow don't stop. Cal 1, airwaves don't lock We need a competition sitting in the grave plot And if you disagree, we'll leave you in the same spot, fool Yo We are back February, Black History Month February 20th, Wednesday your boy, Logical One, a.k.a. Logical Infinite, a.k.a. Brock Gunny Sampson. I got a lot of aliases, man. Um, yeah, we back, yo. And, um, wow. It's been an interesting two weeks. Tonight, we have uh, Nappy Roots on the show tonight. Um, it's going to be an interesting show, man. Hopefully, I don't piss nobody off tonight. Um. For starters, man, let me let me just get into it real quick, man. What happened? Um, two weeks ago, we had Cormega on the show. We had Cormega briefly on the show, and he called in. So let me give you some bearing on what I think happened. Um, originally, I thought it was because we had mentioned Nas on the show. And I'm like, you know what? He ain't petty like that. I know he can't be petty like that because I don't even think that there was any beef at the time with him and Nas. You know, I figured they squashed it or whatever. I don't even think there's any beef with that. But I made the assumption, ass out of myself, that um, he was tight because we had mentioned Nas. But I think after talking with D, um, you know, Big Cheese, the the hour show. After talking with D, he he, he kind of said something that was uh, that uh, Cormega's manager had mentioned, and what he had said was, I guess he thought that I didn't know of him or know anything about him because he thought I was reading directly off of Wikipedia, and I admit I do from time to time check out Wikipedia. One just to get a bearing of where I want to go with that person as far as, like, uh, whoever we're interviewing and everything. If I don't have a lot of information on them or if your people didn't send us any information about you or if I generally don't know anything about you, I'm going to look you up and do my research. Hello? Um, You know, I know about Comega, man. I've been following Comega for a long time. Um, 
I got all albums and shit. Um, I got test. I had a promo press of Testament, you know, uh, that re- well, it didn't recently come out, but when it finally did come out on Def Jam, I got it. And you know, I know the brother, man. So I I didn't think he was being petty about the Nas, but shit, you never know with some of these cats, man. And so that's what we thought at first when he was tight because we had mentioned Nas and you know. We didn't really talk. We, we didn't get a chance to talk about anything because he didn't give us a chance to talk to him. So what we think we found out is that he was tight because he felt that we didn't do any research on him and that we was going based off of Wikipedia. Now, the first question I asked Cormega when we got started with the show uh, was I was reading the Wikipedia, and it says here, 1980s, career. This is This is his early life career. Early life, Cormega was born in Brooklyn, raised in relationships with rappers such as Nas, Havoc, Capone, uh, a frequent theme of his music addressed to countless numbers of friends and family that have been killed due to violence. That's his early life. That's what's in fucking um, Wikipedia. But a lot of this shit I already knew. But again, like I say, I tried to do my research and check the shit out and get my bearings on, you know, whoever the artist is, okay? So then I go down to his career, and they have a listing of his career, you know, things that he's done from early as 1980 to uh, 2017, where he just, you know, he put out the meaning, the true meaning. That was the last album that he put out, and then he put out an EP uh 2018. I got it. Uh, you know, and I played a little bit of a couple of times uh, on the show. But anyway, what intrigued me was, Okay, in 1980, this is, this is what, it, it was the 80s, it wasn't per, uh, 1980 per se, but I didn't get a chance to elaborate on it because he didn't give me a chance to elaborate on the shit. But, okay, in the Wikipedia, it says he was featured on um, Hot Days going straight up from his album, It's My Turn. So this was an MC called Hot Days, and... um. He was also featured on Black Poet and DJ Hot Days set uh set it off track from their album Without Warning in nineteen ninety-one. So when I asked him, I started off because I, I I never knew this. I didn't know anything about him being featured on this album. So when it started off, maybe I shouldn't have led off with, so you've been around since the eighties or nineteen eighty. But in retrospect, what it really was Hot Day's song, Going Straight Up, um, is my turn, that he was featured on, actually came out in 1989, and then the one with Black Poet and DJ Hot, uh, Set It Off, came out in 1991. So he never really gave us a chance to elaborate on questioning and everything, and so he, he I guess... Like I say, I guess he thought we didn't research or I didn't research or anything like that, and we was just asking him shit straight off of Wikipedia. And, again, I ain't trying to, you know, bash Mega or nothing like that, but I hope the dude ain't that petty, you know. He could have gave us a chance to elaborate, and he didn't, you know. So that's what, what, what the assumption is right now, because I can't see him being tight about Nas asking, you know, because we wasn't planning on asking about Nas. Um, I know for a fact I wasn't planning on asking him about nature because, um, you know, it's a lot of shit that transpired with that, man. Them, them cats, 
they went through some shit, man, you know, and he was tight about the firm shit, and, 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 and you know, I didn't want to, you know, step on any toes and ask shit that's already been asked. I, like I said, I took time when I, when I talked to D um, about the shit. I told him, I said, man, I had actually sat down and wrote some shit out that I wanted to ask him and, and discuss about, you know, his background, man, you know, and, and really get into the meat of his career, man. And, you know, he wrote us off, man, like we were some busters of some shit, you know, because, he, he, like I say, he never let me get the question out. You know, I just was like, man, you've been moving around since 1980, since the 80s, you know. But I was asking in regards to what was on that Wikipedia. And, yeah, I, I'm going to use Wikipedia just to browse and, and, and you know, freshen up my knowledge and, and see what's true and what's not true. Because if it's not true, I'm going to ask you, hey, you know, okay, so I checked out Wikipedia, yada, yada, yada. This is what came up. And the cat didn't give us a chance to answer that, so he he, he kind of played us. And I ain't mad at him for it. I get it. But, I mean, give us a chance, dog, before you play us and shit, man. Let me ask the questions and, and, and give us a chance to hear us out, man. Don't go hi-hat on us, man. And and, and and then you like, yo, I'm going to call you back. I'm still waiting on that call, man. I ain't going to never get it, but I'm still waiting on that call. But I ain't mad at you about it, dog. But, man, give us a chance, man. Don't write us off like we some new school cats. And, and, and you know, we very professional, man. You might not be able to tell because I cuss on this motherfucker like a sailor sometimes. And I speak, you know, from the heart. But I also, you know, I can do that on this show. That's what we try to get y'all, man. You know, we, we when we have guests on this show, we don't sit over here and try to ask you the same shit that you hear from other shows and, and stuff like that. We may not be the best show. We may not be the worst show, but it's our show. And I love doing this. Uh, Jay loved doing this. And it is what it is, man. I mean, but, man, give us a chance to get the full question out. Give us a chance. You know, you took time out of your day to call in, man. I mean, it might not be what you want, but shit, is still exposure, my nigga. Stop tripping, you know. We still waiting on that call, man, but you didn't give me a chance to ask you the motherfucking question. I never even knew about this, uh, my man Hot Day, a.k.a. Dante, you know, Tough City Records. You know what I'm saying? I never heard of this cat. It, it came out in 1989. Um, had a bunch of songs on it, but I had never heard of this cat. So that's why... I was asking or trying to get into it and ask you, hey, what was up with this? You ain't give us a chance, dude. I didn't know you was fucking around with Black Poet on DJ Hot Day's joint. Set it off without warning. No idea. But you didn't give me a chance to ask you, dog. Whether you believe it or not, look, man, we professionals, dog. Me and Jay get out here, man. We do our photography, man. I don't really do, you know, um questioning all at the sites anymore because you got to sit your ass there at like 2 o'clock in the morning, man, and then you got a line of other people, you know, trying to uh, question the artist and ask them the same shit possibly that you're going to probably be asking them. You know, they go through a bunch of people all day, all night. That's the life you ask for, but that's part of the game, man. You want motherfuckers to know you, it's part of the game. So... Um, I just wanted to share with y'all, man, what happened with that, man. And, you know, again, my apologies, man, if I did offend him or offend you. 
Um, but man, give us a chance next time, dog. You you ain't give us a chance, man. You just immediately made an assumption on us, like we were some goofies or something, and and that wasn't the case, man. I was trying to get an answer out of you, but you took it as me saying that you you know was rapping in the 1980s. That wasn't, I may, and maybe I worded it wrong. I don't know, but I was trying to ask you a question, dog. We know what the fuck we doing, man. We we not goofies. We may not be like I say your brand of show or whatever you're used to. But any exposure is, is good exposure. And we were trying to present you to our people that actually take time to listen to this show. You know, you didn't make us look bad, but it did make us good. You know, but the show carries on, man. So I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, my man uh, Jay is on the phone. He'd be sitting there, Silent Bob is sitting there listening to this shit. But he here. Uh, say something, Cat. What, 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 say something to him. Yeah, he here. What's good, man? And, uh, What's good with the people? Not a goddamn thing, as far as I know. Uh, if y'all want to call in, man, guest call in is 646-668-2574. We're going to see if Indigo going to make an appearance tonight. Um, I know y'all liked her. So we're going to see if y'all she's going to make an appearance tonight. Uh, we got two members of Nappy Roots calling in tonight. So be looking for that. I know y'all not familiar with Nappy Roots. But they were a 2002 act. Um, real dope crew, man. I, I mean, I'm not familiar with a lot of their uh, releases. But from what I understand, they had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six um, albums since 2015 all the way back to 2002. And, yes, I'm back on um, um, motherfucking Wikipedia and shit. You know, I don't have shit in front of me. Uh, but these cats, man, I, I, I heard some of their music, man, back in that day. And I'm going to hit you real quick before they get on the show with at least two of their joints. And, you know, those that remember, y'all will remember those that don't, won't. But uh, they were a pretty dope crew. They they put me in the frame of mind of um, uh, Speech and Arrested Development, whom we actually met uh, last summer. But uh, they put me in the mind of uh, Arrested Development. He was a pretty cool cast, man. He was part of the Southern um, push, you know, when all these groups from down south were coming out, Outkast, uh, Nappy Roots, uh, 95 South, you know, and they were pretty dope, man. So I'm going to let y'all hear some of this Nappy Roots real quick before they get on the show, and uh, we're going to be back. Plus, I got some new shit. Um Man, um, um, Sarface came out with Ghostface. Sarface versus Ghostface yeah. came out. I got some new Papoose. Um, I, I, I got some shit for you today, man. We got some old shit. We got some new shit from last year. But I'm going to hit y'all with a couple of joints before they get on so y'all can kind of get familiarized with who these cats were. And we will be back. Nod your head.
Well, ain't nothing wrong with that, man, as long as it keep y'all rolling, man, with it, man. It, that's what's up, man. I actually got put on got guys, uh, the very first album, man, and, um, with y'all gnaw on it and Po folks. And that's how I Why got I put on to you, man. Yeah, yeah. You had an album previously before that, too, but it was an independent joint, right? Correct. It was uh, Country Fried Sets. It's the one that we made uh, when we were in college when we were hooking up at Western Kentucky University back in the late 90s. And um, we put that out in 1998, and Mike Kern from Atlantic Records, A&R, at the time, um, got caught wind of our music and um, decided he wanted to sign us to Atlantic Records in 98. So, yeah, that's actually the, the first one we put out was that. It was called Country Fried Seth. Okay. How did you brothers meet up, man? Like, what, what, what brought uh, you guys to, all together? Going to school, going to Western Kentucky University, um, a party college in Kentucky, uh, one of the, the big four colleges in, in uh, Kentucky. You got UofL, you got UOK, you got Western. And I would probably throw EKU in there, but um, – Western was the school. It was in Bowling Green where they make Corvettes at. And um, we all just kind of went to school between the years of 95 and 97. Um, We all just kind of, you know, everyone kind of graduated in their own year and came to school uh, for various reasons. And we all just kind of gravitated at the house parties and, you know, the the rap sessions and the blunt sessions and whatnot. And we kind of just became friends over, you know, several years and, just kind of worked on it and worked on my craft and made it happen. That's cool, man. That's what's up, man. So, I mean, did you guys really ever think that you was going to, you know, have this much longevity in the game, man, as far as, like, rapping, hip-hop and stuff? Was that the original plan to just make music, or did you have other plans before that? I mean, I'm sure everyone had their own aspirations to be a solo artist or to be an artist themselves. Um I kind of figured, you know, it would be easier if we made noise as a group coming from Kentucky because at the time, hip-hop was dominated by, you know, artists coming out the South or it was the East or the West, but nothing was really coming out of Kentucky. Um, So everyone kind of had solo aspirations, but we decided, you know, it'd be better if we kind of thought like Wu-Tang and operated it like Master P and kind of, you know, put out music like Cash Money, you know. And so the big groups was kind of how we kind of, studied and, and, and looked at it and said, well, if we stick together, it would be much easier for us to, um, you know, make a, a dent in the hip-hop industry. And so that's kind of what it was. We came out as six rappers at the time. Um, but, you know, everyone, if it didn't work out, I'm sure Scales, who was playing basketball at the time for Weston, um, you know, he had uh, to make a decision. But I'm sure he can tell you that story himself. But everyone had, you know, I'm sure Plan B. I didn't really have one. I graduated with a mass communications major, but I knew that um, television and radio was something that I wanted to kind of be a part of. So being a rapper uh, or rapping, uh, taking the talent that the Lord blessed me with was um, something that I felt like I was blessed to do. So there's, you know, I've been doing it ever since and haven't looked, looked up. What, what you got to add in on that scale? Uh, yeah, man, we was just living a dream in college. Um, really, just like like you say, following Master P and Wu Tang, and just being fans of hip hop, man. So to be doing it almost twenty years later after we we started it, it's just it's amazing to me. And and you know whether it was planned or not, we here, man. And, and 
and I plan to take full advantage of the brand that we built. It's a blessing. It's a full-out blessing. That's what's good, man. I mean, yeah, you guys got longevity in it, man. Um, you know, because you didn't re- you didn't release anything in 2018. I think the 40 acres in the joint, 40 acres uh, was the last thing you put out, right? You got something else coming out, though, right? Right. Correct. So that, correct. Another correct. 40 acres that we put out in 2017, I think, um, if I'm correct. And yeah, that was the latest project. And we're working on another project right now, along with. You know, rebranding, reinventing ourselves, dabbling in, in different industries. And so, yeah, but, yeah, another 40 acres with 808 Blake was the last project. Now, you mentioned you dabbling into other industries, right? So let's just yeah. get right into it, man. Um, what I, I understand you guys are entering in the brew business. Oh, yeah. You guys are messing oh, yeah. around making beer and stuff like that. Let's talk about that, man. How did that get started? Well, we call it the beer bug, man. As you know, if you if you're in America, you you've seen this craft beer explosion happen over the last five years, and um, we've been a part of it since in the last five years as far as just exploring beers and tasting beers. And every city we go to, we started instead of doing meet and greet, we just started hanging out at breweries before shows, and that kind of became our thing. And from that, we later learned, look, this is something we can do. One and two, they haven't even really marketed craft beer to the black community yet. You know, I'm always struggling to introduce my cousins and friends to to new beer because they're just not aware of it. So we felt the need for it to happen because it's fun for one thing. We have a lot of joy just going to breweries. It's so communal. You know, we get to meet and greet the locals in the area before we form. So it's it's become a huge part of everything we do, music wise, touring wise, uh, merchandise. Everything we do is kind of geared to a beer now, in a sense. And being yeah. in Atlanta, we I feel like it's a huge craft beer market, a black craft beer market that hadn't even been tapped into, hadn't even been looked at yet. So when when the big people come ready to bring craft beer to the black people, to the black community. We want to already have our foot in place and ready to um, help bridge that gap. Okay, that's what's good, man. Uh, tell me some of the beers, man, that you are dabbling in, man, or that you that you're actually creating. Um, we have, well, we have a, a we have we started a brewery called Atlantucky, um, which is kind of bridging the gap mm-hmm. between uh, me and Scales living in Atlanta. And just, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm from is Kentucky and, and our fan base and the love that we get and the, just the pride of Kentucky is just amazing. And so um, we started that um, a couple years ago. And we've already had about four. We're on our fifth collaboration with several different breweries. We've done two collaborations with the local brewery here in Atlanta called Monday Night Brewing, um, which we did our, uh, our front porch, which, which was our first one. And that was in support of mm-hmm. our um, another 40 Acres Project release. And then we came back and did um, a beer called The Humdinger, which was our third release, um, but it was the second release with Monday Night. And in between those two releases, we did a, a collaboration with the brewery out of Louisville, Kentucky, called Against the Grain, which released our first can release, which went into um, several different states. It was called uh, Watermelon Chicken and Grits. And we used um, real watermelon um, in the beer. Um, so you got, it tastes like a hint of watermelon. Good for a nice summertime um, drink. So we made that. 
And then we just released our fourth beer with a, um, a local brewery in uh, Atlanta or Hapeville, Georgia, called uh, Kentucky Mud. And that was uh, a chocolate milk stout. Uh, very good, very good. And then we just got back, uh, Scales just got back from Boise, Idaho, and we're working on a collaboration with the, uh, a brewery called Woodland Empire um, in support of a festival that we'll be doing out there um, in March called the Tree Fort Fest. And so um, those are the five collaboration beers with uh, uh, four different breweries. But then at, out of our brewery in, um, in, in Hateville that we're starting up, we've already made about 15 beers on our own um, that mm-hmm. we've come up with and, and had recipes that we've worked with um, different uh, head brewers and got some, some things going. But um, we have the equipment. We have the capability to serve it, ferment it, um, you know, go through secondary. And, and so we have it all set up, man. We're fully functioning other than canning. We don't do canning, but that's what these uh, bigger breweries are allowing us to do is to take our ideas out of our garage um, and kind of start how Apple did. Everything good starts in the garage. So we tricked out uh, Scales' two-car garage and made it a full-fledged working brewery. And we're making beers out of there, and it was scaling them up to bigger breweries as we travel and um, doing cool events with the breweries um, in their local communities and just, you know, bridging the gap between hip-hop and craft beer, like Scale said, and getting the people in those communities who might not be necessarily familiar with the old nappy roots, but they're catching a glimpse of the new nappy roots um, and seeing that, you know, a lot of people know who we are, and then we bring in the, a, a cool, clever beer in, and now they know us for making beer. So it allows us to kind of rebrand what we've been doing as nappy roots, just being creative, putting out music to um, not just so, not just to, uh, fade away as if what happened in Nappy Roots has always been, we've always kind of stood out in the shadows, but we've always worked at trying to do something that we can still contribute to society and the communities that um, support us for so long. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's real tight, man. So is that, uh, is your beer only local uh, to Atlanta? Or is it, is it, you know, spread out? Or is it down south? Like, if I wanted yeah, to try no, it, no, no. Um, well, our, our watermelon chicken and grits beer, um, the one we did with Against the Grain, was our first one that we got into a can and got um, it, uh, uh, regional distribution. That one went into um, Indiana, Illinois, New York State, um, Georgia, and Kentucky. Um, the... Uh, the watermelon, I mean the, um, I'm sorry, the Monday night beers and the Archie's beer that we did called Kentucky Mud. Those was, those were more local, on tap beers that you have to actually come to um, be in Atlanta or be, you know, at the brewery to participate in. But the one we're doing for uh, in Boise with Woodland will also be distributed in multiple states. Um, so we're trying to we, we we're trying to do a few different types of beers. With some we'll get dis- dis- distribution and. As we travel, we'll get distribution into the places that we're doing pretty good in, in our tour dates. And then some we'll do and have releases actually just to kind of help support the brewery and bring the people from the community out to see us on location. And so, you know, we have two different ways that we can get beer to people. There's one, you come see us in Atlanta, or two, if we're in your area or we're coming out. Uh, in your area, we'll try to work on trying to get some things out there. But you know, we're not going anywhere. So you do this for a couple of years, and we do seventy-five to hundred shows a year. So you can just imagine how many breweries are out there that we have the you know yeah. almost the pick of the litter um, of who we want to participate um, and do a collaboration with. 
to bring beer to that area. And if they have distribution on their own, we can kind of piggyback off their hard work and efforts that they've already figured out. And we don't have to do so much of the legwork. We'll let them do it. We bring, you know, the style, the design, the name. We'll bring a show with it. We'll bring, you know, our um, fan base to um, come to their brewery because, you know, they want to um, kind of, you know, diversify the people that are coming. I think Crab Beer understands that there's a whole segment that they're missing out on of people that spend money, and that's the black dollar. And if you show them something that they can, you know, enjoy uh, over a game, you come out with their friends and family and kick it without having the, you know, the problems of a club or a bar, um, they'll do that, you know. If it's somewhere in their area that they feel safe, they can walk to or walk their dog or bring their kids or whatever. Breweries have this very family-oriented um, lifestyle that kind of puts you in the mind of a Napa Root show. You know, it's not so rah-rah, bring your guns, and we're selling dope and smacking bitches type of music. It's more of let's have fun, let's crack a beer, let's sit on the porch, smoke some weed, and enjoy life type of lifestyle. And so we've been about that for the last 15, 20 years, and we found, you know, a way to express that through um, the art of making, you know, beverages for the adult, you know, male and female, man and woman. So I, it's, it's awesome that we are able to take what we've learned um, and apply that and put a, a, a hip-hop spin on it because not a lot of brewers can travel and get around the country like we do as hip-hop artists. And so that gives us a, 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 a nice edge on just the, a, the ability to meet people. And the fact that we started off selling CDs out the trunk, we know how to do the hand-to-hand hand, hand relationship building. And it's just, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, I put a lot of thought behind it. I, I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, man, as you're explaining it to us, man. So that's what's good, man, that that, that, that you put your – you created something new to go hand-in-hand hand with how you guys perform, man. So that that's what's good, man. Um, well, I'm glad you see when that, you guys, Appreciate that. Yeah. When you guys came out, you were um, part of that southern, you know, hospitality – the southern groups that were coming out and everything, and I, you mm-hmm. know, I know it was hard because you came out around Outcast and Arrested Development, and, and I think Little Brother was out at that time too. Yeah, um, yeah, early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands is our, you know, that's our playground right there. Mm-hmm. So, looking at the landscape as it is now, I mean, do you do you feel the South is still getting a strong play? in the game now, or has it kind of got lackadaisical and, and slow, you know, as, as time has went on? Oh, oh I, 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 I think it's still going. Yeah, I thought Skinny was the answer, but I think it has slowed down in the sense that every music is coming from everywhere. Like international hip-hop is the thing now. You know, it mm. it ain't so regional at, like it was east and west and then south. Then you had Nelly who introduced, who helped pave the way for groups like Nappy Root, um, Bubba Spark, mm. PD Pablo, Asia Hip Hop. And um now it's just exploded, man. Like you you really can't even call what is hip hop anymore. It's 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 merged into a sing song type pop in some cases. Um, crooning in some cases is, is different kind of hip hop that represents the whole whole planet now, and so I think to claim a, a, a type of music is southern, it's like that's way too small. 
if that's what you're aiming for in 2019, you know. I think the Southern influence is here, and I think a lot of different, um, like, you know, hip-hop is more of a, it's like layers to an onion now. You know what I'm saying? It used to be maybe an orange where it was sectioned in a few different places, and that was it. You know, it was just West Coast, it was East Coast, and then it was down south, and then then you got your booty shake, and then you got your trap, and then you got your snap. So I think the hip-hop um, has been influenced by the Southern um, stronghold that has been held on hip-hop for, you know, over a decade. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that there's so many artists, like Skill said, that are just from, you know, I, for example, the West Coast is California, you know, and it's not just mm-hmm. California, but when you think West Coast hip-hop, it's artists that pretty much come from Cali. You know, you might get some Arizonas, you might get some Las Vegas artists, you might get, you know, you might get some Seattle, but it's mainly you think in California and a very few states that are are doing it. With East Coast, you're thinking one state, which is New York. The South is multiple states, and they're coming from all over the place, and so that influence from Florida, the Carolinas, like you said, with with Little Brother and and Petey Pablo, um, Mm -hmm. Kentucky with, with Nappy Roots. Uh, you know, Georgia with shit, everybody, you know, and so you got Mississippi with David Banner and, and um, Big Crit, you know, so yeah. there's a lot of artists that are, that, that compromise what the South is, and so that influence is, is now, you got a lot of artists, even from Kendrick Lamar to, to you know, even 50 Cent, you could tell that, you know, he kind of took whatever was popping in, in the, the Southern flow when he came out, and adapted it to make it fit the East Coast lifestyle and, and sound that he was making. So I think our influence, as far as being Southern, is all over the place. And it has changed. It's not just T.I. and Outkast and Goody Mob and Ghetto Boys. Yeah. And, you know, um, now you got 2 chains. now. You got, a, you know, who came from Ludacris Camp, who's killing it. You know, you got, you know, Gucci Mane, who came back out and is, is you know, Helping it, you got Lil Boosie who got out of prison and is changing his ways and doing dope stuff. And, you know, so you got all, you got old school hip hop, or not old school, but you got old school Southern artists who've been doing it for 15, 20 years, are also being cohesively collaborating and surviving with the new artists that are coming out of the South. And so it's kind of meshing these two of the old and the new. Like Scale said, you can't really just call it talking hip-hop anymore, because now you got auto-tune all over the place. You got artists that are not even singing. Yeah, they're not even yeah. rapping, really. They're just singing, but they call it hip-hop. Take Post Malone. And I had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I was like, he don't even rap, but he's all over the hip-hop channels as if he's a rapper. He's more of a crooner, mm-hmm. but he's tatted up like a rapper. But uh, you haven't really heard him really rap, rap, rap like, uh, I don't know, anybody that raps, you know? So I think we're, we're a accepting that you don't have to just rap to be considered hip-hop. Um, in the culture, we support whatever's dope. And I think that's kind of the evolution of what hip-hop is. It's not just rap and breakdancing and, uh, you know, graffiti or DJing. It's, 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 it's production now, producers. Think about that. Think how much producers add to hip-hop where they're not just sitting in the back in the shadows anymore. Producers are just as big as the rappers. DJs, DJ Khaled, just as big as, as, as the mm-hmm. artists themselves. So, you know, you see this cohesiveness and evolution of the old to the new in the styles that is kind of becoming layers to an onion. Yeah, you're right. The production is part of it. It's more, it's a lot more into this industry now, you know. 
a lot of people that we've talked to, well, a handful of people that we talked to, you know, they're a little bit jaded um, about the new, the, the up and coming youngsters and everything, and um, you know, with the mumble rap and 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 you know the topics and everybody talking about lean perk sets mm-hmm. and stuff like that, man. Um, yeah. It, it's a lot of jaded MCs out there, man, and and, and um, I mean, what what's your take on that, man? How do you feel about the younger generation? I mean, are you like are you ready to pass the torch on, or you still want to come out and feel they got more to learn from you? <laughs> um, I have I have a son. When I started this um, in 2000, um, I was still going to school when my son was born. My oldest was born in 2000, and he just turned 19 um, a week ago. And I've tried to, my whole thing was to try to do it for him and show him the plaques and the accolades, um, you know, and just to show that his dad did something with his life when he was, you know, his age. And at the time, it was exciting, but he was so young that he didn't know what was going on. And by the time he got old enough to appreciate it, he didn't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I I think we have to grow old. I think the, the older generation has to accept what's going on without being haters and not saying, oh, that's trash or no, nah, that's not whack or that's whack. Or and back in my day, if you if you talk like that, then you might be too old. But you got to let the, the young, it's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Yeah. Hip hop is, is growing old, though. It is getting, it has some age to it now to where it's over 30 years old. So you could have been 20, you know, and liked hip-hop, but now you're 50 and you still like it. But you might like, you know, Kumo D or Eric B. and Rakim or Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince or KRS-One. Or, you know, you might like Rakim and Nas and Jay-Z might be where you stop, the golden era. You might stop at the golden era of appreciation. But there's, like, my son who didn't get a chance to appreciate the golden era. I had Biggie and Pac and posters on the wall, but he didn't really get to appreciate the Biggie and Pac era of the, you know, the mid-90s and, and all of that. And I'm thankful for it because it allows me to know, to appreciate Ice Cube just as much as I appreciate, you know, the new artists. Like I said, like, I, I'm a fan of 2 Chainz, But if, if I was so stuck in my ways, I wouldn't be able to appreciate 2 Chainz for what he does now um, just because I'm so stuck in liking what happened back then. But... Hip-hop yeah. is evolving. The evolution of hip-hop, if you look at it on Netflix, they have all the artists. Look at Rhapsody. You know, look at Black Thought. Look at the artists that are spitting. But you also got to appreciate the guys like Migos that are kicking down doors and opening up lanes for the new generation to look up to. My son can't look up to Tupac and Biggie because they're gone. My youngest, you know, he likes Trippy Red. He's nine years old, you know. And uh, what's the dude, Blueface? Tatiana song, and I don't like it. But that's me being a dad looking at my son who's nine and realizing that, yeah, I gotta, I gotta not do that to my son like my father did to me about old school soul when it was turning into, you know, hip hop. And we just have to evolve with the times yeah. and be appreciative that you're here to see the evolution of what it is. A lot of people are not here to even appreciate the, the hip hop that's changing, you know? Yeah. I, I was a jerk you know. Me and Jolly, well, I I used to sit up here, man. I you know I used to be that guy, like my my people was to me when I was growing up listening to it, man. And I, you know, I I had to come to realize, man, that you know that's not for me. You know, my era. Right. I'm, I'm like y'all. You know, I grew up listening like y'all did. You know, early '90s and and and, and I, I you know even go back all the way to '80s and stuff, man. You know, I'm a '71 baby. 
So, you know, okay. I, I I grew up, I watched hip hop evolve into what it is today. Yeah. And you know, I was a little, you know, assholeish about it, man. And 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 then after a while, you know, after sitting back and maturing and 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 you know, just watching shit as it transpires, man. You know, I respect what they're trying to do. A lot of shit I don't, but you got to let it grow. It's going to evolve because it wasn't expected to last this long. You know, a lot sure. of people try to hit the whole engineer down. Here's the thing I don't like, um, and this is me. Uh-huh. The, 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 the dope fiend, we're like, some of these artists are like dope fiends. And they're just confessing mm-hmm. their problems on, on the music. It, it might be a cry for help. It might be because they think it's cool that they, they're talking all this, this man-made, leave you numb, or put you in the dirt, drugs. You know, these, these pills, mm-hmm. these pills are killing us. We're a pilled-out nation, and you can hear it in the music. And it, it's almost a cry for help for, some, for this generation that grew up. You might have grew up on Adderall because you didn't, you know, didn't know how to we didn't know how to c- c- call ADHD when we were growing up in the 70s and 80s. It was sit your ass down or you can your ass yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it became yeah. a pill to, for kids to take. And then we're just, we're just a pill nation. And there's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of artists that are just, you know, they're just zombied out. And there is a market for that. It's just not for me. But when I hear it, those are the songs and the artists that I don't really listen to. And I don't want my sons listening to them because I just feel like it's, it's a road that's just going to lead you to nothing but um, a lot of problems. You know what I'm saying? That this it's a it's a slippery slope. They said weed was a slippery slope. That's a lie. Artists rapping about pills, lean, they're surfed out. All of them. we have a song called Melting Pot that we put on our album, and it was naming every drug, you know, that we've seen people on at our shows, and we're on Oxys, Molly's, Rock, you know, thirty, sixties, Zannies, Molly's, Whoppers, Marys, Oxys, Rock. You know, it's like, and we're just like, man, we're. And people relate to that song. You know, their, their ears perk up when they hear these words that are um, becoming normal. It's becoming the new normal. And I wish it wasn't. I can't say, I can't say, take out the bitches. I can't say, leave the money alone. I can't say, we don't need to spend money on cars. I can't say, we don't need to do drugs. So I can't really say it. I just, when I hear it, I don't hate on it. I would just probably just change the channel. That's how I do it. Um, instead of just hating on the new artists that are on it. I just wish we wouldn't do so much of it to promote it because we're, you know, I think they want us like that. I think they want us stuck. They want us stuck. They want us numb. They want us killing each other. They want us spending money, not giving it back to the black community. You know, they want us to fucking, you know, do the dumb shit. They want us to go to jail so they can populate the prison so we can get cheap labor and make made in America furniture. That's what they want us to do. And they'll promote those artists before they put most artists that actually stand something and giving you how to eat right and don't eat meat and eat salads and, you know, keep a gun, but know how not to put it with weed. They don't want. They don't want us talking sense. They want us surfed out and dumb because, you know, when it's time for the revolution, if it's one, we're not going to be um, the, the bigger players in the game. And that's how they do it, man. That's well, just yeah. part of the American. Won't be prepared for it. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. You are absolutely right. Yeah, man. I look at a young. We don't know how to hunt young fish. Young we don't know how to do none of those things that we need mm-hmm. to. If we was rapping about those things. Boy, that person would be in jail. <laughs> if they, they what they teach them how to hunt and fish, what <laughs> they teach them how to start a fire on their own, what the name never changed though. Check his taxes. They they used to have 
have, you know, like when you guys came out, your music wasn't go down south music, you know. It, it, it wasn't Master P-ish. It wasn't A-Ball and MJG-ish and stuff like that. It was still dope, though. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't really out there, you know, gangsterish with it like that, man. It was fun music, you know. But you look right. at a cat like 6 9 and um, mm. how they pushing him on the youth and everything. And then you look at what's going on yeah. with him now, you know. Yeah. They they pushed him out there and had him selling this shit. And and now, you know, look where he at now. You know? Man, everybody our age okay, seen I, that coming. <laughs> everybody seen that coming. My son, he didn't see it coming. He didn't. My youngest son definitely didn't see it coming. So he he was speaking yeah, to yeah. A, a a a group of people that are um, not thinking about the future like we see that you know we're in the future. The future's there, but living mm-hmm. like that, talking like that, there is there is you know Pimp C said it. They don't talk about you know everybody talks about the drug part of it, glamorizing the dope game, but they don't talk about when you're in jail and you need that commissary money and nobody's showing up, or how you know your boys are trying to fuck your girl while you're in jail. <laughs> And talking bad about you, and no mm. one's not, no one's holding her down, and she got to take care of the kids. But you making two dollars a, uh, a day, you know, again working, in, you know, making furniture for the government. No one talks about the downside of the streets and that lifestyle, and there has to be a balance, you know. And because we make that music that we make, we didn't really have to talk about the downside of that because the, there was always just us just having fun and kicking it and just living life on the humble. And not knowing we was poor unless they told us, you know. And it's, there is a difference. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Hold on, we got a caller, man. One second, please. Najee Radio, who's calling? Speak up. All right, you going on hold. Breathe on the phone. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> so... Yeah, man, it, it, it's 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 crazy, man, how that cat is going through it, man. They 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 pushed him to sell, you know, the way he's selling. You know, you got him and Lil Vert, Lil Uzi, um, um, you know, all these 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 drug heads, man, and you know this cat, man, he 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 had to make a deal, man, to to um, you know, get out the game, man. He, you know, what life is he gonna have, you know, after after None. everything is said and done, man, you know. He can't come back and make no uh, albums after this, cause you know tattoo artist is all I can see. Tattoo artist. Yeah, he, 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 he went to hell when they try to take all that shit off his forehead and stuff, man. When he hit the witness protection, he going to hell, man. But, how, you can't yeah, protect man. him. You, how you protect someone that has a six nine on his forehead? Well, that's what I'm saying. He going to hell when they try to get that <laughs> tattoo removed. <laughs> He got a lot of them on his face, yeah. on his neck. You got to cut the hair off, all of that. I think about that's the point so dealing you made. about him. Something, something was a little different about him. He, he really had to push. Like people was, he had everybody's attention for real. And and like Kenny said, yeah. we've seen it coming, and it's like this is not going to end well. But it's like, what was it? Who stepped in and said we're going to make him that guy for? Because he definitely was the guy for the past two years, man. Like, big as you can get, the biggest, I don't, it's controversial. It's like he really, I heard somebody compare him to Tupac as far as controversy, but he has 
he's had everybody eyes on him for the past two years. Even me, I wake up and check what's new on this on this guy. Before I even knew shock value. Shock what do you say yeah, next? What's he gonna say next? It's almost like Donald Trump. America is fascinated mm. with that part. That right there, we're fascinated with. And I don't know what right. when that became the thing that we just we just kinda like the person that says the most outlandish, disrespectful shit. You know, and again, I, I didn't I never really listened to his music. I heard his song, but it was nothing again. I didn't like the yelling part of it. I couldn't understand it. You know, I'm more of a J. Cole. If I got to go, and I'm more of a lyric type of guy, but that's me. You know what I'm saying? Some people like to get turned up in the club or turned up before they go to work or turned up before a football game. Some people like to be turned up and ride around with that shit yelling. I'm just too old for that shit. But I, I like it. The cool, kid. chill, banging beat, and I'm in there. But something about him had everybody, like Skills was saying, like just what is he going to say next? You know, and I heard he was yeah. a cool guy. I heard he was a good guy. I heard he was doing good things towards the end. He was doing some things that he was trying to, you know, get it right. And maybe, I mean, I don't know, man. I think everyone deserves a second chance. I think um, yeah. if you did those things, then you have to, you got to, you got to pay for your, your, uh, be a man of your actions. That's just as you, you know got to man up to what you've done, right or wrong. And so if those things you did, you did, then you got to own up to them. Bringing anyone else into it. <laughs> That's not really what we do in hip hop, but if they're not doing what you're supposed to be, if, they, if they're not holding up their end of the bargain, you know, I don't think Scales right. would do 47 years for me. I wouldn't do 47 <laughs> years for Scales, but we wouldn't do that type of shit that gets us 47 years uh, together. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I'm not going to do dirt that I can get a long period of time with anybody. I do that by myself because that's how you get away with shit. It's not doing it a bunch of people talking about it in rap. It's about, you know, you on the humble with a ski mask and you never mention it again. Right. Yeah. But don't let me tell you about my past. I'm just saying. As an as an older <laughs> rapper though, as an older artist, Nappy Roots, as an older artist, I sit and look at some of the younger artists and I do worry like it seems like the most dangerous job in the world for some of these guys, from the drugs to the to the um to the crew that they have around them. It just seem like a very dangerous job the way a lot of hip-hop artists are or portray themselves or feel the need to portray yeah. themselves and you know it's but like, think about wow, all the money they right? keep that's so oh, hard like life. all the money all the money in the bag why you have it like that's dangerous man like you ain't got to be even in hip-hop to see someone walk around with a, a shit ton of cash in a bag that your boy has that you can't get robbed for that and be, then try to get mad that you got robbed you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of right. people are laughing at us because we don't have the common sense to invest that money in the proper places and make that money work for you. You know? Exactly. I keep all my money on a, exactly. on, on a card. <laughs> you don't know how much money I have, whether you see me today or, you know, tomorrow. I think, but I get it. We're about excess. We're about showing out. We've never had shit for 400 years. When we get it, we act a motherfucking fool. Um, but we need to have some education about it. We need to have a little bit of um, respect for the, the history of it because you've seen the artists that are successful and how they carried themselves and they motivated out of hip-hop and they got in the movies. Some of our biggest artists, from LL Cool J, Queen Latifah, T.I., 50 Cent, like, you know, Dr. Dre, they're moving uh, into movies. Diddy, like, you know, you take the money and then you do this with it instead of take the money and, you know, Attention to where you could put yourself in a lifestyle that could cost you your freedom. 
that's at the end of the day. And now you have a gun because you don't want to get robbed, but you're smoking weed with the gun as you're riding around in the car and probably in a state that you shouldn't have guns. And so when you get caught with the weed with the gun, now you have an automatic felony and you're fighting for your freedom just that fast. Now the money that you have is going to court, lawyers, and fines versus your kids, investing in your business, and taking care of your mama who got you this far and the people that helped you believe in you. So there's all kinds of decisions that I think the new generation should look at the old generation and appreciate instead of just calling them old school. What do you know, old man? It's like, shit, I'm here. I'm old because I'm here. Some people, again, don't make it to be old, and that's the blessing in hip-hop is because it's like the dope game. If you treat it like the dope game, you would get exactly what, exactly what the dope game or the streets give you, you know? They're trying to find Biggie and Tupac's killer because ain't nobody trying to snitch. They shot Triple X because he was trying to buy a bike, but he had cash on him. You know, it's things like mm-hmm. that. Being just living in a lifestyle thinking just because you who you are, you're untouchable just because you're famous. And famous does not mean untouchable. Famous just means everybody knows you and everybody looks at you as a target. That's what famous means. Respect. And that's something totally different than fame. And I think every artist should look to try to be um, search for respect more than fame because you can be famous as hell and no one respects you. And you see some of the artists that are losing respect right now, present day. They're famous as hell, but no one respects them. And you got artists that no one really knows about when you mention their name. They people talk highly about them. There's three things to this and game. That's why that's why longevity. Yep, longevity, respect, and um, integrity, man. You know, it, it, yeah, it's man. gonna be about the money because you want to make something from it. It's gonna oh. be about the money naturally. You want to make something from it. Everybody wants to be Jay Z right now and, and drink. This is America. Get, this is a capitalist society. Yeah. It's about the money. Yeah. Trust me. But yeah. It's not about selling your soul for it. It's not about you fucking around for it. You got to know your way, man, in, in this industry, man, because it, it, it'll pick you up, tear you apart, and spit you back out, and on to the next one. It's microwave industry now. You know, you oh, got man. six months now. Pure Ray. Six months. Absolutely. And, and you better come to something better within the, the, the next six months because somebody new going to come take your spot in six months, man. Oh, absolutely. You, cats don't see you probably got less than that. You probably got less than that. They don't see um, uh, what, was, what was the dude's name, Scale? Uh, the uh, racks on racks on racks. Uh, Gucci was on it. It was like Young Chris. Why, young Chris. Yo, young Chris. All right, well, there we go. I mean, that's, that's the exact perfect example. Racks on racks on racks. There was two people on that song, and Future was the feature artist on that song. And Future just mm-hmm. worked, outworked them, outdid everything, and you don't even know who sang the song. <laughs> the cat Future, it blew them up. And it's just, you know. It's just, just that easy. It could be the flip of, flip of a coin. It could be a, a, a meet and greet you don't do. It could be someone you don't respect when you see him who has the power that you don't know because you think you got it because you hot, but he's the one that got you there. It could be all kind of variables is the reason why you're not in the game after that first song comes out. And yeah. it's so hard to, to, to maintain what you would, uh, uh, fought so hard to get. Getting it is one thing. Keeping it is another and that mean, and that goes for everything in this in this music business. Keeping it is just as hard, almost harder than getting it in the first place. And so I'm I'm so happy and fortunate that we're having this conversation right now. You know, many many years later, after our last single, kind of Good Day, which was over ten years ago, that you know kind of reintroduced us back to a new generation. But I'm so thankful that you know mm-hmm. these college students 
you know, we just got back from Alabama and, you know, frat, uh, did a frat show this past Saturday and they wanted to see Nappy Roots. And I'm so thankful that we have the ability to have those type of opportunities still. Um, and we're not just back in 2003 uh, or living off of our 2003 accolades. Back in my time, I was this or that. No, we're still here getting it because, you know, some of those things we just discussed on, on, the, on the, 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 the call today is like integrity, character, respect. You know, mm-hmm. you can search for fortunate fame, but you got to do it the right way. You can't do it sloppy. You can't do it disrespecting. You can't do it telling on people. You can't do it, you know, surfed and drugged out. You can't do it, you know, throwing all your money in the air and not investing it properly. You know, you can't do it without being thankful and appreciative and humble of the fans who allowed you to get here in the first place. And knowing the game and knowing the industry that we're in. It's the, it's the music industry. So the music business. More letters in the word business than it is in music. That's the Some difference between your, your generation and this generation. I try to tell these brothers this, man. It's longevity, man. You you got a three to six month time in this yeah. business, man. But you you know, cats like yourself and, and some of the other brothers that came up through the eras, that you know they still out here touring, man. You know who's gonna want to hear that shit that you guys are talking about? <laughs> um, you know, later on in, in life, you know, when we're 30, 40 years old, ain't nobody going to want to hear that type of shit y'all can talk about back in the day, man. I mean, it's it's a market for, like, NWA. It's a market for two live crew. You know, because we grew up in the shit. But, you know, some of the stuff that's out now, ain't nobody going to be checking for that, man, uh, 30, 40 years old, man. Ain't going to be no old school, you know, show like that, man. You know, and if well, it we'll is, see. I... I yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm I mean, you know, to say what it ain't going to be, I don't know. I don't know what it ain't going to be. I know what we've seen what it was, and I know how we got here. It was yeah. just awful, like you just said, some of those things that, you know, yeah, it's almost like hammer pans or cross colors. You know, they're popping now, but 10 years from now, it's not so much. Ain't nobody going to be doing And that. that is also with some of the styles of music. You're right. It's not going to pop. It's not going to stand the test of time because there was nothing there at the beginning. It wasn't built on a solid, a sturdy foundation. The frames were weak. The concrete was more sand than it was, uh, you know, water. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people do with how they get out with the winning combination is for them to have a hot song. But to have a hot career, I mean, I, 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 look, I look for those artists and I give it up to them and I applaud them with, with all my respect because, yeah, if you're here after the second album and you're still smiling, great. If you're here after 10 years, and you're still able to go out here and, and have your fan base come and see you, and they like to see you, and you still give them good music without trying to chase the fads or what's hot right now, man, I give it to you because it's hard. It's not easy. But no life is it's not supposed to be. Anyone that has an easy, easy life is probably a dog, and they got it hard. You know? You got to get up and grind every day no matter what industry you're in. Man, that, no, no truer words have been said, man. So, to round this interview out, man, um, where can your fans locate you and where you guys going to be coming to next? Um, they can find us at NappyRoots.com. Um, we kind of have everything at the catch-all site. So, our Twitter, Instagram, our tour dates, our merchandise, um, our music, all of that is all NappyRoots.com. But if you want to get a little more personable, um, you can go to our Twitter and Instagram or our Facebook, um, at NappyRoots. If you want to look at our videos, go to Nap Roots TV. You want to check out our beer adventures, you can also check that out on Nap Roots TV. 
We have a um, a web webisodes we call uh just called Forty Acres in a Brew, and we just hang out and drink beer and talk shit about music and hip hop and beer and whatnot. But um, we're not hard to find. You can Google us, Nappy Root. Look us up on Wikipedia to get out the whole history of what we're doing, Nappy Root. Um, my name is Skinny Deville. You can find me at Skinny Deville on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Nappy Scales, my partner in, in rhyme. Um, at Nappy Scales on Twitter and Instagram, I do believe. And um, yep, we're yep. we're coming to a city near you. We just got off a thirty city part of our Great American Beer Run tour. We're going back out um, in a few weeks in March and April. We'll be hitting uh, Idaho, Montana, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, we'll be in Florida, West Virginia. We're going all over the all over the country promoting our beer and our new album that we're working on. Um, I don't want to say the name yet, but it's it's a it's probably going to be um, a trilogy of the Forty Acres um, albums. The last one for that. Not that we stop making music. It's just you know we're just going to keep it moving and keep it fresh. So we're working on some new Forty Acres music as well as Napa Roots music, and we're going to be dropping that. Hopefully, I want to say this spring and summer you're going to start seeing some music and visuals for some of the projects that we got coming out this year. So we're excited, man. We're live kicking it, making beers, smoking weed. In the studio, working on a TV show. We're, we're actually working on a TV show. If I can end with that, that um, hopefully hey, go ahead, um, yeah, go we'll ahead. get that out. Let's get into that. It's called it's called Forty Acres in a Brew, and um, it's, it's taking our travels as we travel around the country as Nappy Roots and hit these breweries, and it just kind of shows the our fans our mission and and how to you know have the two communities merge, but also kind of to educate people on how to make beer what beers to drink, what breweries are doing good. If you're in their marketing, you didn't know there was a brewery there that is doing good. Or, you know, just showing, shedding light to that. And just, you know, kind of just bring in the hip-hop culture and letting them get comfortable with um, the craft beer industry that's out there. You got a $70 billion hip-hop industry with a $40 billion craft beer industry. And when those two things merge, you're going to have a lot of artists that are going to want to get involved to make beer for their own specific fans. So when them fans come to their shows, they can drink their beer and that's just going to be an exciting opportunity for everyone in the next few years. Remember I said it, um, we're going to have a TV show that kind of shows that and it kind of helps bring the uh, awareness to both of those industries. A lot of craft beer people might think hip-hop is dangerous, and they don't like so-and-so. But you start meeting some of these hip-hop artists, you realize there's some cool cats, and they just want a chance to be understood. And what better way to do that over a beer? And so we're going to really bring that to light and have a good time. It's called 40 Acres in the Brew. Um, we've, we're, we're working on um, the first couple episodes. We got some networks that are excited about it, and um, we're going to tie the music into it. And you know, we're just going to continue to have fun, grow as men and as adults, and um, hopefully, we can give our fans what they want from us as um, hip hop artists. Brothers with a plan. That's 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 what I like <laughs> to hear, man. Y'all got it all worked out, man. Brothers with a plan. So. A lot of weed. Man, I don't want to thank A lot of sitting there talking shit. <laughs> Smoking and getting to put, putting it together, though. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah, you got to write it down, put it man. Together. You got to write it down. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time, man, that y'all took to come on the show, man. And we're going to have you guys back again real, real soon, especially when that album drops, so we can discuss that, man. And I, I need to see a way to get you guys up here, man, in Illinois, man, to come do a show, man, y'all. I don't think you've been up here in a while. I haven't seen it. Yeah, what part of Illinois are you in? Um, I'm in 
around the suburbs right now, but it, you know, I, it ain't nothing to get out to the city, man. It's just trying to get somebody to book yeah, it. Yeah, man. That's the thing. I mean, I think the last That's time we thing. did Chicago was the Cubby Bear. I thought the Cubby Bear was the last time we did something. That, that, that was a long time ago, man. Because <laughs> Cubby Bear is gone. Yeah, that was a while ago. They still have that Yeah. Gone. Gone. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, thanks for the like, man. We did a Reggie too. We did a Reggie. Reggie. And the last spot was like at a at a mall spot. It was, it was a big place. I know what Reggie is, man. Okay. Yeah, I know what Reggie is. Yeah, man. We Chicago, we Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, man. Evansville, yeah, Illinois. I always show have- love, man. We got your math, man. I, we had D get in contact with your people, and like I said, I got your math, man. Uh, man, I straight appreciate y'all, man, coming through. Um, we're going to slide into some more of your uh, music, and, uh, man, we're going to let y'all chillax uh, call it an evening, and thank you again for coming through, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the love. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. All right, man. Y'all Peace. Keep it laughing. Yeah. You too, man. Peace. And just like that, we had the incredible brothers from Nappy Roots come through here, man, and bless us. Uh, I think this is Indigo. Indigo, is this you on the phone up on, in the studio? Are you just listening in? Say something, man. We got you on the mic, man. Who that? Who that? <clears throat> Probably just listening because I sent it out to some people, but I, I may have sent the number instead of the, the uh, blog oh, okay. link. Okay, I, 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 I was trying to give him a talk, man. We're going to play some more Nappy Roots. Uh, I'm going to play uh, Poe Folks, and then I'm going to play a new one. And I'm going to uh, go on and let y'all hear this uh, Ghost Face with uh, Zar Face, man. That, that album, I like the album. We'll discuss it when we come back after you hear a couple of tracks from it. Um, we're going to take a breather and uh, nod your head. We'll be right back. Ow!
even though I catch you better days I'm thankful for the chance I got to say amen The Lord done blessed me with his grace I wish his day would never end We represent this long Where we from, we built it on Falling short off on these presidents And hard times that going home Some take a fall without the chance to make it at all Who would have thought skinny be the one that's making this call? Lord, help me out, tell me where I went wrong I'm trying to find the right this path Although it's narrow and long I gotta do it for my son's sake Telling me daddy be strong We gonna make it through these hard times Even though they go when they come You're absolutely right But something happened to me on last Tuesday night It's plain as day, man, they with this world trade, no, brave ain't the word I'm looking for, yeah, better make it hope, when nothing seems to matter, that's when, see, everything can go, any which way, they got me folk, see, the Henny with the J, front post, chillin' broke, country folk, man, I'm nappy in my way, yeah, I've been fooled, but it really don't matter no more, and they wonder why we act this way, now we're gonna be okay, we're gonna be okay. Self-medicate, don't need no doctors or 
Prescribing recorders to medical grade Indica, sativa These flowers loud enough to blow a hole in the speaker I'm high as a tweeter Clipping the meter Catch me open in the zone like a favorite receiver Roll up a fat doobie Looks like a tortilla Roll up the whole onion Call that a fajita Gonna need a breather Gonna need more oxygen So much smoke in the air Tempted to call a fireman They can't escape the fire When you stuck off in the fire pit Burning up trees to fuck up the environment Shot. 24 slash 7, that's non-stop And then even 
When I yawn, shorty wanna fuck with the king Tired of them pawns, ain't on the top Well that's nonsense, bank account full of G's So that's all you gon' get, TSA know my face So they don't trip, chain fuck, bit bitch That I'm with, don't give me no lip We done touch M, now we on the billions Hard to explain how these new rubs feeling Blowing cush up in high ceilings Having me in the crib, confidential dealings And I ain't gotta tell you who the realest is That's my nigga spit, a foreign cook chef And where the kitchen is, money straight where my business is, and the girls fuck with me, so I'm always where the bitches is, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see all the sexy mommies in here. Hey, hey, Wiz, I smell you up here too. Make sure you pass that KK to the DJ booth. Oh shit. Here comes Spitter on them gold BBSs. Yeah. Yeah. Swung through gold BBS and the spoiler kick. 1986, slinging that shit. They want the family price on the brick. But I just had a son and I only love him. So when it coming down on the price, ain't nowhere else you gon' get shit this night. Got cocaine white, Air Force Knights. Ball case switches for all my bitches. Put high top boots on all my shooters. Bought the goose down jacket from the booster. Shootouts on the roof, racing in them coops. She wore the Gucci friends with the dog. Knock a hoops and a line, motherfucker. Tell you I ain't the truth. Rich uncle come through, pop the trunk, pull a double, lay the merchandise out, get the loot, motherfucker. East side, real nigga, show you how to hustle. Outside, put the fucking Chevrolets on the bumper. If it don't hop, nigga, park that shit. That ain't no low rider, that's a rolling impossible. Put the stocks on, fool, quit playing like you out ya. 2009, all kinda high. High fly, half fools on the moon trying to drive. It's a stone duo, solid gold judo. Kick the fuck out that game. And now she won't go. Ladies, if you ain't got your own drink, you gotta get out the section. You heard my man spit him. Fellas, raise your glasses, tip your bartenders, and make sure you take that nigga bitch. We about to ride out. Jet life, Taylor gang.
You heard the legendary alphabetical slaughter. My man Papoose yeah. is back to make history again. Check it. I'm going to scream out the numbers, and he's going to break them down from one to nine. This is numerical slaughter. Yo, pal, let's go. Let's go. One. To keep it 100, all I need is one mic. You only live once. God gave you one life. I caught one felony, committed one crime. I was on First Street, ducking from the one time. It's only one light, one king, one son. One love, love's going to get you. KRS one. Had to run from two cops for two blocks. It's too hot. Hand on my 22, listening to Tupac. I'm now a two-time felon, two thorough, two llamas. Had to quit my ex-girl because she was a two-timer. Two in your lower body, two in your upper. One time a lollipop, two times a sucker. Three. Plus three checks, they gon' claim three days. You was talking about me, you ain't know they let me listen on a three-way. He had a three-pound when he caught his third strike. He a three-time loser, they gave him a three to life. Four, 44 Magnum, 40 caliber handgun. Sipping a 40 ounce of beer, hey, where you can't come. Twin 40 cows on my waist, I'm a thug. I got two 40s on me like the 40. 40 club, five, five burrows of death, you don't understand, don't give me a five if you ain't my man, they taking shots at Remy Machiavelli, I'm like wow, five shots couldn't drop her, she took it and smiled, a couple of my homeboys rep that five, they throw it up, give you five on the black hand side, if my fam got a problem, I'ma ride, I be there like Jackie Pito, Jermaine Marlon, Michael to Jackson five, we could build on a six guard, six stands for equality, that's if you swift guard, head crack you at the dice game, I rolled the six y'all, fuck a 16, I could kill you a Six balls. You sold your soul to the devil, so it's hard to compete. You reppin' 666, six, six, that's the mark of the beat. Seven, they say seven's the lucky number, but we've been suffering seven winners in six summers. In the sprinter with seven shooters to seven seater. Niggas is snitching, they be singing like seven streeter. Caught a slipping at the 7 Eleven and did them dirty. Try to play me, I'm crazy, baby. 7:30. Last night I ate on the block, made eight licks. Last customer who got on my nerves got 86. Trust me, get your food eight. Quote Papoose, messing with me and get you. Eight like four times two. Nine. Travel with the nine on my side is nine nine. Wide eyes, these pussy cats got nine lives. The greatest rapper died on March 9th, son. I got 99 problems and the bitch ain't one. If the G don't get you the nine, where well, I'm the king. Nines all over my shirt, Gino Green. Yo, that was crazy, Pap, from one to nine. Now go from ten to twenty. Let's go. I was attending in them tenements, had hustling tendencies. Hold on. Ten niggas doubt me like Memphis, that's something Tennessee. Hold on, 10 a.m. Hold on, to 10 p.m. Ten pap, goes down. Yo, Pap, Pap, Pap. We're going to save that for your next album. Papoose, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right. And we are back. Um, yeah, I had to go through a couple of these songs, man, because uh, normally we have uh, long-winded guests, and, you know, we like to let them get their, uh, you know, shit out. That was a pretty good uh, chat with Moby Roots, man. That, that's what's up. They were pretty cool, man. Um, that last joint was Papu Supremo, Numerical Slaughter. Papu's got a new album out, so um, yeah, Numerical Slaughter. Uh, before that was Wiz, Khalifa, and Currency with the Dana Dane Nightmares beat in the background, Garage Talk. Um, these cast was actually out here last night, man. I hate that I couldn't get to the show and uh, take pictures of the shit, man, but Promoters be acting funny style, man. That's all I can tell you, man. You know, we try to get to everything, but, man, we, we got to get our weight up, man, as far as, like, trying to, you know, get to some of these shows, man, because, like I say, some of these promoters be on bullshit. But it is what it is, man. They, I'm sure they had a good show last night um, at the House of Blues. So, yeah, that was with Khalifa and Currency Garage Talk. They got a new uh, mixtape out. 
And uh, these are guys that like the new Cheech and Chong uh, rap now, so two weed smokers, of course. Just talking about this drug shit. Uh, before that, Czarface versus Ghostface, Rebel INS, Inspector Deck, uh, uh, Esterick from 7L and Esterick. Um, I like this album, man, the Ghostface um, versus Czarface. Um but not as much as I like the Czarface uh, versus MF Doom. Um, the Doom version with them, man, was dope as fuck. Um, Ghostface, man, is just, I, I like this shit off of GP because it's got Ghostface and INS on there. So they, they're a pretty hot group, man. Um, I'm going to try to get um, Esterick and INS um, on the show. Um, I have reached out to Esterick. We're going to see if he's going to actually, you know, follow up with me and uh, see if we can get them on the show and have a chit-chat with them. Um, before that, um, I was playing some more Nappy Roots, man, uh, one of their old ones, um, Po Folks, and then a new one, Spinach Dip. And uh, them were some pretty solid brothers, man. I appreciate them coming to the show, man, and checking us out and giving us a fucking chance to ask you some fucking questions. You know, we're not bad people. We're good people over here. Um, at least I, I, I consider myself. I don't know about Jay ass, man. That silent Jay over there. Um, what you doing, Jay, man? What you over there doing? You too quiet, man. What you over there doing, man? Hey, I'm just messing around here. What's up? <laughs> you know, not a no damn idea. thing, man. I'm trying out some new equipment. Um, I went and purchased myself um, a, a, a new headset. So I hope I sound better um, when you guys are listening to the show. We can't do too much about the music if it's too loud or if it's uh, too low because we really don't have a gauge on the studio. Yeah, the balance is just – we're trying. We're going to try to – you know, we're trying to get there. So it is what it is. But, yeah I, yeah, I got a new headset, so I'm hoping that I sound crisp and clear with some clarity and shit and stuff like that. Okay, so – Let's get into the last 24 minutes of the show. Let's talk about Jesse, Jesse Smollett. All right. So, as you know, Jesse Smollett was a member. Uh, he was one of the Lions boys on uh, on uh, Empire. And about two weeks ago, a week or two ago, whatever, right, my man got into some shit. And basically, he he claims that he got attacked out here at uh, Streeterville in Chicago, Illinois, and he claimed that he got attacked. Well, we now know that that is not the fucking truth. He did not – well, I'm just going to say a lot of shit has transpired in the last couple of days with Jesse, and um, he is now officially a suspect – for filing a uh, false police report, and they got him right now um, for uh, disorderly conduct, which is a felony, but it's a low-tier felony and everything. So let me read you this shit as it goes now. Chicago police police have announced that Empire star Jesse Smollett is a suspect in a criminal investigation for filing a false police report. Uh, They made the announcement today. Um, it's been up and down on, on TV all day. Uh, Smollett claimed that he was attacked on January 29th at 2 a.m. by two men wearing Make America Great Again hats. Uh, 
He said they yelled a gay slur at him, poured bleach on him, put a noose on him, and now police believe Smollett orchestrated the attack. He could face up to three years in prison if charged and convicted of a class four felony. Now, like I said, um, for me, this is a light charge. It's a slap on the wrist personally because it's disorderly conduct. Now, what makes it fucked up for him is the attack that was initially claimed to be a racist attack. So that automatically involves the feds because it's it's a it's a hate crime. So that automatically gets the feds involved. If the feds um decide they want to, you know, really deal with this, he can get some serious time because that's fed time. What brought this ship down to sink for him is there were two brothers. Uh two brothers that were involved with this the night of the um incident. Uh before the announcement was made about what was going on with uh, Jesse Smollett and his, his, his uh, you know, with the charges against him. There was footage that was, was released showing the two brothers. The two brothers, Ola and Abel Osundario, Nigerians, okay? Um, the two men that were linked to the attack were caught on camera. Well, I won't say caught. They were observed on camera purchasing red hats, ski masks, and other things uh, right before the assault. So before any of this shit was even showed up, the brothers testified that Smollett had set up the attack. They were supposed to testify today and yesterday um, in front of a grand jury, but it was postponed. Smollett is lawyered up now. So allegedly he's got two lawyers now. Um he got one of the lawyers that helped Kaepernick get his money. That's another story we got to talk about another day, too, about Kaepernick, man. But I ain't going to talk about it today because there's just so much other shit going on. But, yeah, he's got two lawyers now, and ain't nobody really seen or heard from this cat came out that he possibly orchestrated this shit. And what's sad about it, man, for me is, um, look, I come from this town, well, I've been to Chicago. Um, I've lived here in Illinois long enough to know that Chicago police be on bullshit, black and white uh, police be on bullshit, okay? Um, what kills me about people is motherfuckers pick and choose the bullshit that they support, okay? I ain't got nothing against Jesse. I don't give a fuck that he's gay. I don't give a fuck that, you know, He's an arrogant motherfucker from what I hear from people inside his circle, allegedly. Um, what bothers me is the question, why? Why go through all of this? What was the motive? What is the end game? And what did he hope to accomplish with this? Did he hope to accomplish um, bringing more light onto 45, which is Trump, and and the the things that go on? that are going on, um, you know, with, with racism and, and, and bigotry and stuff like that, did he mean to open the door and shed light onto this shit by, and, and putting himself a member of the gay community as someone who was attacked by one of uh, Trump's supporters or some shit like that and just bring the shit into light, you know, 
I don't understand what his end game. What 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 could be the reason behind going through this fucking elaborate or unelaborate lack of planning? You know, because I feel I feel like man, he he pulled these two brothers in, these two Nigerian brothers in, um, and they turned on him ASAP. As soon as the police came and got their ass, they he, he they dropped it down. They threw his ass under the bus. You know, come to find out the little letter, uh, the racist hate mail that he got was some shit that he allegedly did himself. If you haven't seen this letter, Google the Jussie Smollett letter and look at this 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 shit that he put together. And all I'm going to say is just look at it. Go look at this shit. Because the letter right there is, is a telltale of, of that there was no lack of, of thought putting this fucked up ass plan that he concocted to do this shit, you know, or allegedly. I'm going to keep saying allegedly because until, you know, they actually um, come get him, you know, like I said, he's got charges on it, but they ain't made no arrest yet. So I, I just don't understand what is the end game for all of this, man. I mean, what? Who? I have some people on my Facebook, man, and, and social media. Um, <laughs> somehow, they pulled Lee Daniels into this shit as if he was the person that put um, Jesse up to do this. And Lee Daniels is a lot of things, you know. He had that shit going on with Dame Dash, and you know, he got you know some shit that he got going on in his life. But I don't think he wants that type of smoke, federal smoke, you know putting a battery and, and Jesse back and charging him up to do that. I highly doubt that that was something that Lee Daniels was do. He do some shit, you know, from what I've heard and, and, you know, read about, but I don't think he want that type of smoke, federal smoke, where he, he's, you know, making, you know, false police reports and shit and trying to bring um, awareness to 45. I don't think that's something that cat would do. And I, I, I really didn't want to think that this dude, would you know concoct some shit like this and and it failed miserably you know and I I, I just I, I keep asking man what the fuck was the end game and it's sad too man because he did this shit during Black History Month not that a lot of y'all give a fuck about Black History Month because some of y'all don't I, I respect those that do but he did this in, during Black History Month he's triggered. Trump supporters in a way where they can be like, and, and you know, some of y'all don't give a fuck about this shit, but he's triggered them in a way to where they be like, ah, you see, you see, gotcha, motherfuckers, we see, you see what the fuck he did? And he's made it hard for victims, real victims, gay, straight, to come out and express when they've been insulted. Because now there's going to be extra fingers and, and, and people observing and looking which they should do, look deep into the situation, but it, it's going to be extra now. It's going to be doubts when it comes to racism, you know, between, you know, the gay community or between the black community or victims just in general to come out and be like, hey, I got assaulted, man. You know, it's going to be people going to, like, comb that shit with a fine-tooth comb, man, and, and, and go through with it now, which should happen technically. You should go through it, but it's just going to be extra now, man. 
And I don't understand why this cat, you know, he need to go on and fess up, man, and just, hey, say what it is. Because, you know, me personally, as much shit kept coming out, man, when the two brothers, they had to make a deal because they ain't suspects no more. I believe they got the police, got their asses up in there. You know, how they found these two motherfuckers, I'll never know. Because looking at the videotape that they put out, like uh, the video that they put out um, two weeks ago, and they've located them two brothers on, on, on the surveillance video, them two guys. There was only two people out there around the time that uh, this incident allegedly happened. And them was the two jerks that they found, you know, on the tape. Now, how they got a positive ID of who these two gentlemen was, I'll never know. But they found him. And I don't even know how the fuck they, they found him. Because me looking at the tape, I'd have never been like, okay, these motherfuckers ones that jumped on Jesse. They found him. You know? On top of the fact he allegedly paid these cats, I ain't going to jail for $3,500. Okay? It ain't happening, man. These cats took $3,500, allegedly, for this orchestrated-ass shit that was promised $500 more to do it. On top of the fact he flew their asses to Nigeria. He paid for their trip to go to Nigeria. I don't know what the fuck they was doing, but they went to Nigeria, came back. Um, police kicked the, came to the crib, kicked in the dough. Again, I don't even know how the fuck they found these two, you know. But it's more... They found more video after the fact, not in the area. They got video of them in, 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 a, in a lift ride, you know, looking nervous, allegedly looking nervous before the incident happened. They got uh, phone records from them. They still ain't got Jussie shit. Um, they got video of them at the store, some store where these motherfuckers went to purchase ski masks, uh the noose, and a red hat. So they got video of this. And somehow people are still sitting here trying to support this cat. I'm like, man, if it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, shit like a duck, it's a fucking duck, man. They got him. You know, these cats that turned over, told on them everything. They got him. And people are still trying to act like, oh, he didn't do it. Just he didn't do that shit. The police did that. They just, the man, the white man trying to convict him. Look, man, look, I get it. You know, they got Bill. They get, you know, they fucking him over. R. Kelly, they got, they, they trying to get R. Kelly again. Uh, that's another story in itself. We got to talk about another day. Um, You know, <laughs> It, it Look, man, I, like I said, I don't know what the end game was, but it was a bad idea. I don't know who put the battery in his back, who put the bug in his head to even concoct this shit, but it was a bad fucking idea. Um, you've, <laughs> you, you put us back, man, with this bullshit, man, because I'm not the type of dude, I don't give a fuck what people think about me and shit like this, but it's just a bad look all together, man, for you to do this. You gay and you black, and you did this shit, and, and then it come out to be a lie? Why? And I personally, you know, I'm going to say it. If he got a career after this, he's a very fortunate man. I'm looking for him to put a bullet in his mouth. 
personally, because he don't seem like the type that could do time in jail. If they if they even give it a, a year, he don't seem like the type to you know that can handle jail. And I I personally feel he gonna eat a bullet. Hate to say it like that, but I I feel like he gonna eat a bullet. You know, he don't he 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 ain't built for jail. Shit, I ain't built for motherfucking jail. I can't do thirty minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, I don't want to be locked up. I shit, I, I got it, man. This shit, all my shit taken away. Twenty four hours, in, no, twenty three hours, and one hour to work out or whatever to come out your cell. Depending at federal time, and he ain't going to club fed where where politicians and shit go. They gonna make an example out of his ass. I promise you. You know, it's it's not gonna be easy for this cat, man. When 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 the shit really goes down, that's why he lawyered up. You know, he lawyered up, and he about to spend some money. Now, that being said, with him being lawyered up, I'm gonna say it to you like this: um, they want some money. I don't know how much he worth. I don't know how much money he got, but I know how much money he about to spend when it's all over, said and done. If he beats the case. If he beats the case, um, I hope he's 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 well to do after they eat up all his little bread, because um, you know if he don't eat a bullet, um, he's done. Industry wise, he's done because he's affected um so many of of his fans. You know the ones that did support him, man. You know. From what I've been seeing social media wise, man, you know, they're gonna be mad because they stood by you, especially after that little act that you put on at your little concert, you know, uh, the gay Tupac, and you fucking fought back. It, it, you didn't fight shit. It was a wrestling match, goddammit. <laughs> it was a WWE wrestling match, faked in a motherfucker. You didn't fight shit. And I don't know who put the little the little scratch underneath your eyeball. Or whatever, but the brothers act they they even they were saying they don't know how the fuck you, that happened because they didn't really touch you, you know. They 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 even said the shit was rehearsed. So I'm like, man, it, it's fucked up all around, man. That's all I can say, man. It's fucked up all around. I don't know how he gonna pull this off, man. But if he do, man, um, more power to you, brother. That's that's all I can say, man. You you. You you strange guy, man. Strange little dude, man. Um, <laughs> that's that's all I got, Jay, man. I I, I he's a strange little dude, man. It, at the end of the day, was it worth it? Did you get the result that you wanted? Apparently, no. It, it couldn't have been worth it. So I I don't know. We gonna see what the end game was. Uh, <laughs> shit. So we um. Uh, D is trying to get me to, I, I, like I said, I try to speak every two weeks, and it actually works out better for me, man. I do two shows, and then, uh, uh, oh, we got a call. Hold on. Najee at Radio, who's calling? Yo, yo, it's Max Shakur and nobody else. What's goody? Uh, what's good, man? How you feeling, man? I ain't talked to you in a minute, man. What's been up with you, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What's the word? Uh, we were just going over this Jesse Smollett shit, man, and just trying to understand why. What what was the reason behind all of that shit, man? Man, I what got a I got 
I got a I got an interesting I think I got an interesting perspective on that whole Jesse Smollett shit. First and foremost, I was tripping on how cats was automatically believing the cops. Like, when did we start believing the cops and shit? But then when I seen this footage of the two brothers at the spot buying the fucking masks and the gloves and shit, I was like, Man, get this nigga the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's you know what I was what I mean? saying, man. You know, that's what I was saying at first. I mean, I get that you don't trust the cops. I get that. I understand it 100. If you've ever had to deal with Chicago police, I get it, or police in general. But when them two brothers started throwing him under the bus and then all this extra video that was calling out, they got footage of him in the uh, in the store. They got footage of him in the, in the Lyft or Uber, whatever the fuck they took them. And then they told everything, man. You know, and I know they told them to uh, uh, send their asses back to Nigeria. I know that's what he was. You got to tell us to live with me in America and go back to Nigeria. You got to Hey, the only part of that story I believe is when they say he went out that night to go get a 12-inch. You know what I mean? Like, when they say he walked out late night to go get a 12-inch foot long, I was like, I believe that. I just didn't think he was going to Subway to get that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, real tough. All bullshit aside, man, you know, that's what I initially thought, too, that he was out there cruising, you know? I mean, that's what I thought. I thought it was a bad deal. I thought, you know, somebody came and dealt with him, you know? But as as more as of the story is opening up and more people are talking about it, man, and, and you know, I got a little connect, you know, that's, that's kind of feeding me information, too, you know, but... As it started opening up, I was like, okay, this cat made this shit up, but why? Why? What? What is the end game? What was the end game? What did you hope to, to do with this? That's like real talk. It's like, obviously, I don't think he thought this all the way through. Because if he did, he, you know, he would have had someone else set this up so that he didn't have any knowledge of any of that and then that way, if if anybody did tell on anybody, he couldn't have been implicated in it. You know what I mean? Like, that was the first thing. Like, to get somebody, not the third party, get, like, to hire somebody else. You know, you don't want that to be, like, I think I just don't want to have people involved in that shit, but you want to make it far, as far away from people as possible. So if some shit like this happens, no one can point the finger at you. Because I just saw a report earlier, you know, a few minutes ago, they said he's about to charge him with a felony for filing a fake conviction. You know what I mean? And yeah. the only thing yeah. can do that shit is because he's the one that hired the motherfuckers to do the shit. And then filed the police report saying that this shit happened to him. Had he not done that shit, it would, we would be, you know, it would be a completely different story. I honestly don't think he thought his end game through. Like, are you doing this just to have a career path empire? Are you doing this shit just to have uh, the 
you know, your your new album that's coming out. Like, none of that shit makes sense because you're still a celebrity past being written off that show. You know what I mean? Like, none of that shit makes sense to me, man. Like, none of it. Well, it's a serious Scooby-Doo mystery. That's all I can say, man. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, I thank you for calling, man. We, we got two minutes left in the show. It's all love, man. I'm glad I was able to get in before y'all got off the air, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, I'll be back next week. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, peace man. out, man. All right, peace. Peace, peace. Yeah, man. I, I, I really don't know what the end game was for Jesse, man. I, you know, I don't wish... No ill will toward him, man. You know, uh, people was like, man, why are you so happy um, about the downfall of a black man? It's not, uh, look, I'm not happy about any downfall of any black man or any person. But talk, if if any of this shit is true, and it seems more and more likely that it is, he bought the shit on himself. So anything that's happening to him right now, you bought it on yourself, dude. You got to deal with that, man. It is what it is, you know. Um, I'm going to end it there, man, with that, man, on Jussie, man. Y'all keep watching the news, man, you know, for further results of, of this bullshit he on, man. Um, my man, he said uh, next week, man, we should have members of the Goody Mob um, on here. Um, if it ain't next week, it'll probably be the week after that. Uh, either way, we're going to have somebody, man. Um, I'm going to try to have some locals uh, from out of Illinois, and I'm going to try to uh, see if we can press up on this Goody Mob show and um, have them come through and, and, and talk to us, man. And and, and that's, that's what it's going to be, man. We're going to try to do the right thing on this show, man. I ain't going to make nobody mad again. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if we can get Cormega to come back. And, and talk to us, man, and, uh, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. I I, I ain't mad at you, brother, but we're going to try to get you back, man. It is what it is. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the show, talking to Nappy Roots, man. Um, I did. It was very interesting. I appreciate them brothers coming through. I appreciate Thank my man deal. Max giving us a call in. Yeah. Um, Indigo, bring your ass on the show. You know, we got to get your ass back on the show because people have been asking about you. Bring your ass back, girl. Uh, Red, I don't know what the fuck you doing, but <laughs> you need to bring your ass back. Uh, man, it is what it is, man. Um, thank y'all for listening in. And next week, maybe. <laughs> You'll see it on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Nod your head. Have a good night. Peace out.